Okay, hello and welcome back to a very, very special episode of How We Roll Podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Trier and I'll be DMing tonight through Castle Ravenloft. And I am very lucky to be joined by two fantastic players. We have Owen. Welcome back to the show, Owen. Uh, for anyone who hasn't heard before, who are you and who are you playing tonight? I love when we special guests because all the regulars then become fantastic players. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> we're, we're joined by some great players. Um, Seth Torngage, level 7... Arcane Trickster Rogue, currently disguised as Irina the Human, I guess. The love of Strad's life. Um, um, we are also incredibly honoured uh, and excited to be joined by Gnome. Welcome to the show, Gnome. Um, who are you and who are you playing tonight, for anyone that hasn't heard of you? Uh, well, thanks for having me. And I'm going to be playing uh, Bray Martikov, uh, who is a human fighter, uh, level 5. So I'm super, super excited to stab things. Um, on the last episode, we had a whole load of stuff going down. Um, our players fought Strahd's Chamberlain in the uh, destroyed city of Valaki. Um, the players made their escape, diving into a house nearby, knowing full well that vampires cannot enter a residence. Um, they were just making their next plans, where they should go next and what they should do, when they heard the clatter of hooves. And suddenly there was a rumble. Um, the house begin to the house begin to shake and begin to collapse around them. They dived through the door but were not quick enough as bricks and mortar and thatch descended around them, burying them all alive. They were pulling themselves out of the rubble as Strad approached, his eyes glowing red and illuminating the, the devastated scene. Saf bravely stood up as uh, disguised as Irina and approached Strad while casting a spell of illusion disguising everyone else so that they appeared to be covered with rubble. Um, and I believe we left last week's episode with Saf as Irina arm in arm with Strad heading towards his black carriage. And I think we'll join... Uh, we'll, well, we'll join the action, Saf, as you are led towards Strad's black carriage. Um, the mist around you is fading away, and you can see um, the carriage itself is pure black and heavily ornate. Um, on the door, there's like a stylized Z. Strad steps forward, opening the door, um, revealing inside an incredibly plush interior done all in blood red velvet and um, opulent material um, and you're you're led inside um, Strad himself doesn't look like any of the other vampire spawn you've seen who have seemed sort of desiccated and um, pale and really monstrous if anything he looks human um, he stands before you dressed in his fine suit of um, plate mail he sits opposite you within the carriage and he is I guess an, a, a, you probably describe him as, an, as a, an elegant noble he reaches forward where there's a small side table and as the carriage begins to head off out of Vallaki um, he pours a glass of wine for himself and one for you and offers it towards you my dear he says in his heavily accented voice. What do you currently believe your name is? <laughs> right. So this is awkward, as I know that I'm going to come out in my own voice. Uh, um, 
I don't have any spell I can use here either. Great. So if, if you pause, he'll then go on and say and says, Do you believe your name is Irina? Mm-hmm. That is that is disappointing. And he takes a sip of his wine and uh, motions for you to do the same. I'll take a sip of my wine. As that's happening, can I cast prestidigitation, which I can never fucking pronounce? <laughs> prestidigitation. Yes. Um, if he's not looking, it's basically an action. So like if he's if he's looking away for six seconds, kind of just under my breath, whisper it to make um, a small trinket. Uh, let's say a locket that has Irina, her father, who we saw die to, like early on in the sequence, mm-hmm. and her brother. And if he looks back, I'm going to hand that to him to say, and kind of just nod to it. Ah, you are, you have much to learn, my girl. Your name is not Irina. Your name is Tatiana, and these people in the locket, they were not your real family. But we have much time together. We will spend eternity recounting our love. I will show you. Um, You find yourself feeling rather strange. um, And I need you to give me a constitution. No balls. So this will be a um, fortitude constitution saving throw? Yes, which I don't have any advantage on. Plus zero. So I roll... 18. Wow, okay. You are sure after the first sip that your wine has been poisoned and it is extremely potent and you feel your eyes, your eyelids dropping and you feel the wine almost falling out of your hands. However, you do manage to remain conscious. Um, You you blink and you see that you are approaching the village of Barovia and Strad is um, kind of looking out the window, looking wistful. And he's holding your um, locket. Um, you blink again, and you, just as your eyes are about to close, you see him fling it out the window. Um, you blink again, and you are in the courtyard of Castle Ravenloft. Um, and there are some heavy footsteps heading towards the carriage, and you hear one go like thud, drag, oh, this guy. thud, drag. Um, and then just before you finally lose consciousness, you hear uh, a voice say something like. Master, you've returned. Oh, and you have Tatiana with you. Congratulations. I will prepare some celebrations. And um, you also hear Strad reply saying something like, um, Bring her to the king's suite. We will prepare something special. And then that's the last thing you remember. Um, you open your eyes. You are, uh, in fact, before you open your eyes, um, sweet smells waft delicately to your nostrils. Um, it smells like uh, sort of very delicate flowers and perfume, but under it is a very subtle smell of decay, a wet, mouldy, unpleasant smell, which is almost completely covered up with this perfume. Um, it smells of lying, moron, so. 
Sorry? It smells of Voron, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably the Voron's trained your nostrils. To... <laughs> um, so you are lying in a huge uh, four-poster bed with uh, canopied by red silk curtains. Behind you, uh, on it, so the bed lies in the north wall. Behind you is a carved headboard with a Z carved into it. Um, in front of you is a, a huge bedroom. Um, to your right is a great arched window on the west wall, um, covered with heavy red draperies, their golden tassels glinting in the light of three candelabras, which sit on small tables about the room. Um, directly in front of you is a large set of double doors, again elaborately ornamented, um, which are kind of half open. Um, and to your left on the east wall are another large set of du- double doors. These ones are closed. From outside um, to your right, you sorry. When you say the... closed and open, you mean just like wide open or like unlocked? Sorry. Um, to the south, like one of them is like half a jar. A jar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can sort of kind of see into another room, um, and you think that's maybe where the smell is coming from. Um, not okay. the decay. The um, the decay is everywhere. This is the sort of perfume, delicate perfume scent. Um, to your right, outside the huge windows, you can hear the sound of a thunderous storm and the rain pounding against uh, the glass. Okay. Um, just one more thing. So on uh, the sideboard beneath the window, um, there's a couple of things. You notice a small platter of food um, and another bottle of unopened purple grape mash and, and, and a glass. Okay. So it's dark, I can kind of see the outlines of this in the moonlight, basically, more or less, is it? Um, the room's lit by three Oh, so they're lit candlelight. sorry, I was trying to okay. Yeah. No, so it's sort of a flickering, so the room itself is is in hazy darkness with the with the flickering lamp, uh, flickering candlelight, providing the only illumination. Okay, so first things first, true to form, I'm a little hungover, I'm going to take a handful of the food, walk around the room, kind of assess the area, everything you've described. I'm then going to, because I've been to Castle Ravenloft before and I know there's a lot of not cool stuff. I'm going to like prep for my escape and I'm going to okay. find the familiar. I'm going to assume like I'm still at the hat, the hat of disguise is on, I'm still Irina. So I'm going to take an hour okay. to kind of find the familiar and I'm going to summon my rat who, do you want to describe? Sherlock Bones? Sherlock Bones, okay, so um, let's just say, as you um, you sit down to cast fun, fine familiar, again there's a, quite a comfy chair sat in front of the window and you put your glass down no on glass, the table just food. Um, uh, okay, so you put down maybe a half eaten yeah. piece of bread on the table and it just falls through the table with a thud and lands on the floor Table's an illusion Give me a well, uh, oh, wisdom save yeah. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Oh, wisdom is the dumb stuff, thank god. Plus zero. <laughs> Nine. I'm still hungover. Everything. If it, if it is an illusion, you can't make it out. Although, when you kind of feel the table, some of it's real and some of it's not. And the area where it kind of changes between real and not real is jagged and sharp. I'm going to get up and walk away from the table um, and sit on the bed while casting Find Familiar. Okay, so um, again, it'll take an hour. Um, 
you Sherlock Bones appears. Now Sherlock Bones, whenever you'd summoned him pre Curse of Strad, um, he was uh, a fine. I don't, I, mean, I don't know if rats can be like uh, a pedigree rat. A leveret, like a nice sleek speak. white leveret. <laughs> sure. Right now he is um, decayed, uh, mostly just bones. Um, and he kind of looks at you with a, a baleful, uh, red-eyed stare, similar to that you've seen in the sort of vampires. And he gives you a, a squeak. Um, you also have noticed that the last sort of five or ten minutes of casting, um, you've been hearing this tap at the window. And when you finish casting, the tap is getting now more urgent. I, I look to the window. See what's there? Okay, so um, Gnome, Joey, um, what does your character um, look like? Uh, in in human? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Bray is kind of this um, kind of like small, pudgy um, young man, maybe about 16, 17 years old, kind of has... Um, shaggy hair um, wearing very dark clothing um, with uh, like padded um, chain mail and has a very very long stick probably sticking out a little uh, too uh, too much further uh, as, as tall as he is um, and yeah he's he's tapping on the window right now oh my god he's Seth Jr <laughs> small party <laughs> over here <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I see him, this, like, small, short, pudgy guy. Is he, is it, it's a balcony outside the window, I assume? Is he, like, hopping up and down just to see, I just see his head bobbing at the window? Um, the window looks directly out onto the battlements, and beyond then you can see the silhouetted form of Castle Ravenloft. Whenever there's, like, a strike of lightning, you see this immense castle, which is is too, too huge and too precarious to have been built with anything but the darkest of sorcery and Bray himself is soaking wet water is pouring down his face I'm I'm gonna go run over like click the latch on the window and let him in and like who are you but just just watch the table it's magic or something like I don't know uh, I think Bray will, will stumble in uh, quickly and, like, slam uh, the window or the, the doorway uh, shut and lock it back up. Oh, oh goodness. Uh, my name is uh, Bray Matakov. I, I, I believe here to to help you. Uh, you. You know of my family. I, we, yeah, we might have broke one of your gems one time, and you've helped us out a few times, um... I'm, and as I, like, I'll extend my right hand out to shake it, like, lift the hat off and say, like, Saf Torngage, uh, and as I shake his hand, put a, the hat back on to go back to Irina. Uh, how, how did you get here? Oh, I, I will, like, try to wipe my hand off on my wet clothes, <laughs> uh, which is still just wet, and I'll shake your hand with a wet hand. Uh, uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> how, how the hell did you get here to Castle Ravenloft? From the skies. It's the easiest way to travel. Uh, of, co- uh, of course. <laughs> uh, do, do you... Where do, where have you come from? Uh, I'm the son of, of Urban uh, Moltakov, and uh, my family owns the, the Blue Water Inn. 
Okay, cool. So, uh, you're here to help me to get something from Castle Raven off boat. To help you. I don't want to believe you're supposed to be here. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Uh, so, right now... I mean, if you, you don't need to... No, 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 no. I could go... I, <laughs> I, I, I need some help. So I'm going to stroll by, pick up the bread off the ground, break it in half, hand them some... Um, just to, just to interrupt briefly, so um, Bray, when you entered the room and climbed over the table, you did see this incredibly opulent room, like the the ultimate in extravagance. But some of the some of the things that you touched maybe would have been a bit weird, like your hand might have gone through part of the chair. So can you just give me a wisdom save? Oh, wisdom. so as he's like climbing through the window, his hand isn't quite steady on the table and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just a big old tumble over. <laughs> oh, oh boy! <laughs> oh, that's that's on brand. Welcome to D and D. to how we roll here. Natty one. <laughs> yeah, so so that's that's not gonna that's not gonna do. It's not gonna help. And I think with a nat one, I'm gonna offer you the chance to describe how climbing through the window went particularly badly. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's a bit wet outside, like extraordinarily wet. And uh, as I'm trying to. Uh, you know, step through quickly and not make it sound um, because I have, you know, chainmail on. I probably forgot my giant glaive that is sticking out <laughs> of my back. And uh, like a dog with a stick much too large for uh, a doorway, like, I probably am, like, walking into it a couple times over, like, ah, no, wait, <laughs> move to this side. And I just keep tapping the window frame uh, with my glaive until finally, like, I get it and kind of tumble down. Okay, so with all this extra noise, you believe you may have alerted someone next door. Um, so through the doors to the east, um, you hear the sound of raised voices. To the door to the east, okay. Uh, do I recognise so any of the voices? Two double doors, which are locked. Um, yes, um, so just give me, both give me a couple of perception rolls to see if you can make out the details. Cool. Um, in fact, what are your passive perceptions? Oh. Um, 13, that's not too bad 13 Okay, okay, so you can both make this out The first one sounds like um, Oh, um, Irina is awake Now, Ether, you shouldn't be here Get out, Escher You've been told you're no longer the favourite And you need to get away from here You're not even meant to be on this floor Martha has told everybody to clear the floor For Irina, Flaff, Tatiana Um, And then you hear the voice sort of mumbling something um, and then you hear some footsteps heading south and a door slamming and then from the kind of southeast from another room you hear another door slamming bloody ether he's gonna be the death of me then you hear footsteps heading towards this door and then a knock uh right buddy we need to uh maybe hide here for a second uh Leave this with me. This guy is... He's not a thinker. He's a doer. So, like, maybe just... Scoot down behind the bed here while I chat to this guy. Okay, I, I can do that. And I'll go ahead and, like, as quietly as possible try to, like, roll underneath the bed. That may not be a bed. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give me another wisdom save as you interact with it? I don't know if it's going to be any better, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think at this point too, like I'll also take out my uh, my glaive, just in case. What hands kind of wrapping around it? You never know. Just so, be prepared. 
so give me that roll. Ah, uh, it was a 14. For 14. So again, the everything seems normal. It doesn't seem normal because as you touch things, they're not there, and the the bed doesn't feel like it should feel. Um, particularly the covers, and you, you do notice this stronger smell of kind of wet decay. Um, but you can't seem to pierce the veil of an illusion that you suspect is there. I'm so glad it's not a mimic. I initially thought it was a mimic disabled. I was like shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. He's a jagged. So uh, so just just to. Understand what I heard. I heard this. Uh, what's your man's name again? Cy. Well, you, he's called. Have you met him? You have, yeah. So he's I called have Cy- Cyrus. Cyrus Bellevue. Cyrus Bell. So Cyrus was talking to Escher, who sounds like some sort of concubine or wife type dealy, basically. Could be. And she, you said she walks out from the room she was in, or I could hear her through the ajar door to the south. Like, is there a connecting room? Um, he. Um, he walked south through a door. Um, so you heard this conversation a door to your east and you think he then went south um, out of that room oh he being Cyrus Escher he being Escher oh okay Um, okay so I'm going to basically sit on the bed as Irina like on the corner of the bed just munching on this roll um, waiting for Cyrus but I'm also going to get Sherlock Bones just kind of stealthily sneak out the, the, the jar door to kind of just get to lay the land in the hallway. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So Cyrus comes in. Now, Cyrus, you've obviously seen him before, but um, Bray, you haven't. He is an odd character stand, to say the least. He is about four foot nine inches tall, but he appears much shorter because he hunches over. Um, the left side of his face is covered with lizard scales and has the ears of a panther. Um, his left foot looks like a duck's webbed foot, which is why he has this kind of stomp flap, stomp flap when he walks. Um, and his arms are covered in patches of dog hair. Um, he enters and goes, My lady, my what my master hath invited me to greet you to Carthal Ravenloft and to invite you to explore these grand rooms which he hath prepared for you. Oh, uh... I mean, oh, um, cool. Uh, what grand rooms? Everything in the castle? Um, I'd probably advise about against going downstairs. As you may know, um, Rahadin has suffered a grievous injury, and some of his um, pets are a little rambunctious, as, as I think that's the word. Um, anyway, they're loose, and Master is currently dealing with them. So I would probably stay away from going downstairs. Um, there's also um, um, a horrible man named Ether who's wandering around as well. So stay away from him. He's no good. Definitely no good. Stay away from him. But otherwise, fill your boots with the beautiful food that I have provided and explore these wonderful rooms. To your south, I have prepared you a, a luxurious bubble bath. And there is a very special thing in a room nearby that I know my master wants you to see. A, a room nearby? Is it, just a, is it a mystery? Should I like, guess? He gives you a wink. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I, I would say it would be an, in, an enjoyable secret for you to see. Uh, th- thanks, buddy. Um, do you live here? Yes. Um, it's been 
I haven't been here for a long time, but yes, I would say it's been been a number of years since um, I left my home and joined Master here in Ravenloft. You left your home, or you were brought here, like me? Um, we all make choices in life, um, and sometimes we have to adapt to the choices that are made for us. Right. So you don't want to leave? But another job came up. Well, maybe when you become the lady of the castle, we can discuss this more. <laughs> um, but for now, um, and he kind of, his ears twitch, um, I, I need to go and deal with someone. Um, Sherlock Bones at this point has been exploring the room to the east, which is a huge study. Um, bookcases, a large fireplace, uh, very comfortable uh, sofas and things. I'll give you a full description if you go in there. Um, but he has spotted for a door in the south, um, Escher, who uh, is a pale noble, is peeking in through the door. Peeking into the door to the study yeah. from the south or into the room I'm in? Um, peeking into the study from the south. And when Cyrus says, and I need to deal with something, he darts or um, Escher disappears from the side to the south. And I, I don't, because I can see through Sherlock Holmes, I don't yeah. recognise this guy because we've not met him before no you've not met him before I've not heard anything about him okay Uh, please there is a bell pull next to the bed as you can see if you need anything um, don't hesitate to give it a pull and I'll see if I'm free okay any chance you could get me some towels Uh, sure for that bath you know oh oh of course yeah there's towels by the bath already just go and have a look Excellent. Excellent. And okay. With that, I shall be going then. And he enters the study, closing the door behind him, and he heads south in the direction that Escher went. So as he heads out, I'm going to stand up um, and face the headboard, take out my dagger, and so, uh, uh, Bray, right? <sighs> okay. So look, here's the plan. We go get some towels. We go check out surprises because I love mystery boxes. Um, and then we just, I don't know, maybe we check out this Escher guy. My, where I want to go is, I want to find Piddlewick. And he was, last time I saw him, in the lower levels of the castle near the crypt. So, if that that's my plan. Unless you've got something more important. If there's something we need, that the Markov Sync will help. Because they've been good to me and my friends. Blah. That's what I'd like to do. Is, is there anything for you in Castle Ravenloft? Our family, is, uh, our family is here to protect those who are not friends of Strad. So whatever it is I can do for you, please. We will get your friend Piddlewick. Okay. Uh, Saf's gonna jump off the bed having scratched Saf was here beside the giant's head. Hat Bray on the button and say, come on, buddy, let's go. Let's get them towels. And walk out to the bubble bath. Yeah, okay, so the room to the south is no less opulent um, than the one you've left. So red satin curtains hang um, in archways at both ends of the south wall in this dark room lit only by two candles, one on each side of an ornate bath. Um, In the centre of the room is this ornate bathtub with clawed feet. Um, and at first it does appear to be filled with the luxurious bubbles that are creating this beautiful scent and then suddenly the room just seems to get a little bit darker 
and when you look again, the bath is filled with blood. Cool. I do not recommend to sit in that. <laughs> I had a cool little moment plan, but maybe the blood won't help what I was planning. Uh, so, this is as we walk in the doorway, and we're going to just, what, four or five feet into the room, and it starts to darken and blood? Yeah. Can I go over and inspect to see if there's, like, any sort of illusionary magic going on here, or what's happening, or... Okay, um, you take one more step, and suddenly a blood-drenched creature explodes out of the tub and attaches the ceiling. Blood pours off its pale, naked flesh, bony limbs and stringy hair as it scuttles across the ceiling towards you um, and then disappears. And suddenly the room is back to its normal opulence. Uh, did Bray, did you see that? <laughs> I definitely saw that, and I, like, kind of gripping my glaive a bit. Uh, I believe that we should act quickly. Whatever you need in here, grab it and go. Uh, I mean, I take a towel and I toss him a towel. Can I, like, just assess the room and, like, basically, just through my arcane knowledge, know is there anything here that's, like, what's at play here? Is it real? Is it fake? Is it actually a summoning... Um, just give me a, a quick perception roll. Um, just it's almost like retroactive. If, if you saw any details um, okay. as the creature ran across the ceiling. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, I don't know if I described it as a woman, um, and you probably noticed that its wrists or her wrists were slashed. Okay. Uh, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to jump to conclusions here, but that looked like a lady to me, and. The only lady that is here ever mentioned in Castle Ravenloft is his creepy dead wife from centuries ago. That apparently I currently look like. Um, did that look... No, it didn't I... look like her at all. She was okay. um, blonde rather than brunette. I was going to RP it for, for Bray to get over all the perceptions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was blonde. She was dripping in blood. Was she... There's no way I can tell she's blonde. <laughs> look, uh... Well, definitely uh, watch where you step in this place. Um, last time we were here, it was booby-trapped and, like, secret passageways and all this crazy stuff. So, um, I mean, by all means, go first, but just, like, go slow. Okay, I will I will take caution. Um, do you think that the, the creature is still here? Is it something that we must deal with, or...? There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of dangerous things here, but Strahd and Rahadin, who I don't know if he's dead or not, like, they have weird magic. Some of it's real, some of it's not. It's a lot of actual terror and actual danger, so it's hard to tell. Just be, be on your guard. And in this room, there's one exit to the east, I can see. Is that it? That's right. Um, and you can hear a voice coming from that room as well. It sounds something along the lines of, Effa, I've told you to go. Stay away from her. And then you hear a, a muted reply and then a door slam. Uh, let's just check out this room before we go. I mean, I'm going to go... There's these two curtains either side of the bath. I'm going to go through the left curtain as I face it, so the one to the east, and just check, because from what it looks like on the map, there's a curtain either side of the room. Mm -hmm. The bath's in, like, a semi-dome, and there's a wall blocking what's behind the curtains, kind of, as well. Mm, so I can't see behind them, I assume. Like, there's a whole area there. Two sets of um, curtains. 
um, both in the south wall, one to the sort of east corner of the south wall and one to the west corner of the south wall. Um, you sort of tug them aside and it seems to be um, a huge closet which obviously goes all the way behind the bath into the other curtain. Um, it's lined with iron hooks upon which hang black capes, formal wear, um, really beautiful dresses, a whole load of clothes. Is there any sort of like dress pants or like a pantsuit? Sure, I think there would be, yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a husky halfling and Irina was like a svelte human. Like I'm going to take one of those dress pants and like cut them into decent slacks for me because I've got these lovely brogues, they're covered in mud, I've got shit all over my clothes and I'm a, I'm a classy guy. I want to start fancying myself up. It's been a while since you've had a decent time to actually clean yourself, so this would be an opportunity to change You don't know how excited I was to wash my shoes in this bath and show off my fancy brogues going around Ravenloft, but now it's a bloodbath. I'm like, well... No, the bath has now returned to a, a sweet-smelling um, bubble bath. That, that, that's cool, buddy. Uh, I ain't falling for potential tricks. Well, I'll take <laughs> and, and and stroll out to the... I, I don't know. Uh, Bray, should we keep moving? It sounds like there is somebody potentially in the other room. We probably should continue on. And I would probably recommend to avoid that. And do so quietly. Good point. I'm going to pick... Maybe we try the the room to the east of the bedroom. And I'm going to pick up, like, um, Sherlock Bones and put him under the hat of disguise. Okay. Do we need him again? So you return to the bedroom... Um, you maybe put an ear to the, the set of double doors to the east. There's no sound beyond the faint crackling of fire. Uh, I go to the door, try the door handle. Okay. It's, it's, it's unlocked. Oh, very fancy. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. So, um, a blazing hearth fire fills this room with rolling waves of red and amber light. The walls are lined with ancient books and tomes, their leather covers well-oiled and preserved through careful use. All is in order here. The stone floor is concealed beneath a thick, luxurious luxurious rug. In the centre of the room is a large, low table, waxed and polished to a mirrored finish. Even the poker in, the, in its stand next to the blazing fireplace is polished. Large, overstuffed divans and couches are arranged about this room, Two chairs of burgundy-coloured wood with padded leather seats and black cushions face the hearth. A huge painting hangs over the mantelpiece in a heavy gilded frame. The rolling firelight looms the carefully rendered portrait. It is an exact likeness of Irina Koliana. Everyone, sorry for interrupting the show, but it's Joe here in the mid-roll. I've just got a few announcements to make before we jump right back in and find out exactly what Owen and Nomadic are getting up to. First of all, as I'm sure you know, over the last couple of months we have been sponsored by Dungeon Fog and their brand new project, Project Dios. Um, If you haven't checked it out already, it's this absolutely fantastic online map builder designed specifically for fantasy RPGs. You can create cities, you can create countries, in fact you can create entire worlds. And their new interface um, that they're kickstarting now makes that incredibly easy to do. Um, At time of speaking, I believe there's four days left on the Kickstarter and they've smashed through a whole bunch of uh, stretch goals and it's looking absolutely fantastic. You've only got a few days left to back, so I definitely, definitely recommend going and checking them out at project-dios.com. Uh, the, that link will be in the show notes. 
Uh, secondly, um, as I'm sure I've mentioned before, um, this month we are sponsored by Total Party Chill. Um, Owen and I had the pleasure of hanging out with them in, a, in LA at D&D Live, and they are great folks. They're really, really fun, and they put on an incredible show. Um, you can catch them on Sundays at 5pm PST and 2pm EST. They mainly play D&D, but I do believe they are branching out into a whole load of different games. Um, their DM, Devon, is incredibly creative and does all sorts of things to make the game much more fun for both the viewers and the players. Uh, and if that's not enough, they do a whole ton of giveaways. Um, I believe they give away 5th edition D&D books and all sorts of other things as well, so definitely check them out on Sundays. Last but by no means least, we have our gold chest giveaway. As I'm sure you know, we partner with Idle Champions, which is an um, idle clicker game based in the Forgotten Realms and use the Forgotten Realms lore to create their characters and the quests that you go on. Um, all you need to do to use this code is log into the game, go into the shop, and there'll be a little thing that says enter code. And the code is L-O-T-H-L-A-N-X-J-R-A-K log in and find all sorts of goodies uh, that's all for me in the mid-roll um, let's get back into the show and find out exactly what Saf and Nomadic are getting up to uh, the magic that uh, your hat has uh, it does a pretty good job and I like point up to the to the picture frame and then back at you yeah she's uh, a friend of ours um, we're, we're kind of protecting her we're meant to be protecting her we're not, we're not doing a very good job of protecting her uh, she might be here. We're not sure where she is. Um, but we, we need to... Last time we saw her, she was heading to your Blue Water Inn. Um, and we found empty wine that looked to have been potentially poisoned. And Strahd gave me something similar. So, we... I don't know if she's here. Maybe she is. And as I'm doing this, I'm going to like walk around the room, like running my hand along the couches and table. Uh, I think I have an idea of how we might be able to get out of here. And as I'm doing that, my finger's running along the tables and couches, and I get up to the mantelpiece, and I go to one side of the fireplace, and I, like, with all my strength, try to pull it open. Pull open what, sorry? <laughs> Basically, what I'm doing in character is... I've seen one fireplace in Castle Ravenloft. It has a secret passage behind it. I'm convinced there's going to be another one. So I'm <laughs> okay. going to... Whether it's a real fireplace or not, just... <laughs> Basically. Okay, uh, so give me an investigation roll. Uh, an investigation roll. Okay, I was hoping for a, a comical strength check, but we'll go with investigation. <laughs> a lot better for me. I actually have a plus on that stat. Uh, I got a six. Still very hungover. Okay, so I mean, it's it's a good suspicion, but you you pull on the mantelpiece, and uh, uh, much to Bray's interest and confusion, um, and nothing happens. So I, I stop pulling. Um, and I motioned to come here, buddy. Look, give me a hand here. There's always a secret passage behind these things. Trust me. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll go ahead and move over there. And I, like, kind of like put my hands above, uh, <laughs> or or through, right? Because you you don't fully size up. It is just, um, like wearing the yes. hat of the sky is like. So you're just still I have, like I have a I have a foot of body that's not. Yeah, in okay, body. yeah. Like, so like, like the table. I'm just like standing <laughs> like like right through you, and I like. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> We will make a hole. <laughs> so are you pulling off the mantelpiece or are you investigating the fireplace procedure? I, I, I wasn't going investigating. I was straight up going to try and pull the we're, mantelpiece. We're pulling the mantelpiece. Fully believing there wasn't a secret okay. passage behind it, but Poor my character just going, okay. I've got this. So scratch that uh, investigation roll. We'll take your six as your strength roll. So the, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, if it's my strength roll, it's a three because okay. I have a minus one to strength. Okay, so the mantelpiece does nothing. Um, Bray, do you want to give me... <laughs> oh, I didn't do great on that. It's an 11. <laughs> 
11 so that the fireplace stands solid um, as it has done for hundreds of years. Uh, on second thought, and this isn't player knowledge coming before, it was actually an organ at the secret passage. So if we see an organ, we should move the organ. <laughs> it wasn't a fireplace in mind. <laughs> and that was something I just realised. I didn't think it was a fireplace. But Saf also just realised. I mean, you mentioned that there's always little surprises. Perhaps we should look around a little bit more, huh? Yeah, uh, good, good idea. Okay. Uh, af- after you, buddy. Okay. Oh, As I like shake out my hands, I'm clearly knackered from trying to pull off a fireplace off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, investigation's terrible. Okay, so uh, where do you want to look first? Um, probably go uh, to like the one of the desks or one of the the tables uh, to the left from where we were pulling. I think there's a door nearby there. Um. There you go. I just here. Yeah. Okay. So there are a number of doors out of here. There's obviously in the west wall, there's the double doors that you uh, came through. Um, In the south south wall, um, in the southeast corner, there is a a, a door, quite a large door um, leading south. Um, Opposite it, in the north wall, is another large door leading north. And in the northwest corner is a smaller door. Um, your investigation of the books. Let me see. D twelve. Never get to roll D twelves. Um, so a, a brief perusal of the books. The first one is a theological text. Um, the next one is this, the next one is a historical text. Um, the third one seems to be a biography of a, a king that you've never heard of. Um, there are two more theological treaties, and the last one that you pull out is a small poetry anthology. Okay. I think, like, uh, as I'm, like, kind of perusing, I'm literally just, like, pulling them off of the shelf and tossing <laughs> them onto the ground. Like, this is boring, <laughs> this is useless, I've never heard of this man before. Like, uh, this is... Uh, well, there does not appear to be anything here unless you like um, probably terrible poetry. Ah, terrible poetry. <laughs> Like, That's my forte. I'll toss you the book. <laughs> so yeah, I'm investigating anything that looks overly ornate. So like, I would have went to like the polished table and then like walked around, following kind of Bray as he went to the books to the polished table and then back to the fireplace where like the ornate. I assume it's like brass, probably the poker or something, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a polished poker. Okay. Um, as okay. opposed to polish. So as you, as you lift up the poker. <laughs> Um, you, you were right in being suspicious about the fireplace because a secret door opens in the back of the fireplace revealing a pitch black musty room filled with cobwebs in my defence I haven't worked out in weeks uh, but look we, we got there in the end uh, Bray I think there's uh, is, is there I'm going to run back and get the bottle of wine to try and quench the Actually, no, I can... No, yeah, I'll get a bottle of wine, because I can't quench it with prestidigination. Fuck me, I can't say that word ever. That's only uh, candles, isn't it? Uh, let me check. I can find out. I have it right here, one sec. You can light or snuff out a small campfire. Probably a small campfire, right? I'll give you that. Yeah, okay. You can snuff it out with a click of your fingers. Oh, brilliant. So, like, look, uh, I haven't worked out in weeks, but uh, it, was, it was a close hunch. Turns out it was just this thing. I'm going to flick back for it to poker so it goes, like, grinds open, grinds closed. Uh, so maybe we should just go this way. And I'm going to, like, basically whip my two hands, like, 
so from my chest height out kind of away from myself just to snuff out the fire like that's the motion um and step on through like carefully over the ash trying to keep my filthy shoes less filthy i guess <laughs> okay so um now that you've snuffed out the fire the room uh, the study is now much, much darker, and the room that you're going into is completely black. Yeah, I'm going to grab uh, the light, uh, the candle that is uh, on top of the bookshelf I was uh, sifting through, and uh, come walk over. Well, let us go, okay. it might be uh, much quieter to go this way, eh? Okay, I'll just move your characters in if that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll um, light my lantern, which I have in my backpack, I assume, still. Okay, so resting on the floor of this smoke-filled room is a closed chest surrounded by piles of gold, silver and copper coins. The fittings and clawed feet on the chest are in evidence of great workmanship. Attached to the east wall are two torch sconces. The southernmost one holds a torch with an intricate metal base. The other is empty. A skeleton in broken plate armour lies against the wall. The skeleton's right hand is on its throat, and its left hand holds the matching torch from the empty sconce. Uh, I think I drop my lantern and start picking up coins really quick. That I'd like and... to reach out and like stop your hand real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend doing that. You are already already familiar with how the Pastrad has magic and trickery here. Yeah, I mean. It's... He's pretty dangerous. I mean, he has killed two of my friends, I think. Possibly. Eventually. My condolences. Uh, Do not be one uh, of them, then. Leave this. Okay. Um, What about these torches? Why do you think happened this guy? Can I, like... Like, kick the torch and, like, investigate it, but not try and touch it with my skin, basically, you know? Like, roll it in my foot. Um, the skeleton kind of begins to fall apart, the um, ancient bones crumbling under the force of your kick, and the torch rolls to the floor. Um, I think I said in the description, the torch itself is in an incredibly... Um, aun- has just amazing workmanship. So, Bray, uh, Marky, baby, what what about this chest? You think that's got magic as well? Uh, I am not the man who uh, read his tomes back in school, uh, I would not know. Uh, but I would like to suspect that uh, maybe we should put the uh, the torch uh, back where it belongs. Maybe this uh, gentleman uh, found a quick end by taking it. Hey, uh, sounds like a good idea. You, if you want, can do that. I also didn't read much tomes, and I'm going to like start taking out my thieves' tools. But I did learn a thing or two. As <laughs> <laughs> you take it as tools, I'll go ahead and pick up the uh, the torch. Put it okay. In. So, do you what do you want to do with the torch? Put it in the other. Oh man. <laughs> Okay. I want to do it too. I, to I know. I know. No. Nope. <laughs> yep. You, you go tinker, please. It's fine. Okay. Be a two men army here. Uh, as you return the torch to the sconce, um, there is a creaking, rumbling sound, and another secret door opens to the east, revealing a ancient hallway choked with spider webs, broken by a single clear path down its center. Yeah, buddy, and a big slap on Bray's back. Oh, <laughs> I, I... oh that not reading did you good? <laughs> My father does not agree. 
<laughs> please, I would recommend to not touch this. And I kind of like urge you a little bit ahead of me. And uh, oh no, look, buddy, have you not heard of uh, halfling luckiness? I mean, I'll open it. You get first choice. How's that sound? Uh, I'm not interested in its contents, but bl- by all means, I guess if. Uh, you believe in your luck, and I'd like to pull my glaive out just in case. <laughs> just, just so we're clear, you're not like one of those religious paladiny dudes, no? No, I believe in no god. Cool. I kick the skulls and bones out of the way and start <laughs> <laughs> start opening up the chest. We're gonna get on real good. Okay. Uh, you kneel down to this this ancient chest and you insert your thieves' uh, locks into it, um, and it is very, very quickly evident that it is not locked. Ooh, uh... That... That might be a problem. In my experience, uh, this can cause a lot of issues when it's not locked. Uh, I'm gonna stand to the side of the chest, like, not right in front of it, that if I opened it and something was to stab me. And I'm gonna, like, guide him to the... Like, put a hand on Bray's chest and, like, push his back up against the wall and go, uh... One second, get my dagger just under the lid and, like, flick it up quickly. I'm just like gripping my glaive, kind of like prepared, <laughs> <laughs> just ready. So okay, so you you both stand sort of back against the wall, so not facing the chest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the chest um, opens up slowly. Um, obviously, it probably hasn't been open for decades, if not centuries. Um, and for a moment, nothing happens, and then suddenly, a cloud of green, evil-smelling gas fills the room. Um, and I need you both to make me constitution saves as the sleeping gas um, fills the room. So, look, Frey, Marky, uh, you might have been right. <laughs> this is why, this is why you'll open things Constitution saves. <laughs> constitution. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. Let's Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not just that I like start fanning around my face and like lifting, you know, my gambeson up. <laughs> don't open things that don't belong to you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not that bad as I roll an 11 on my constitution. I mean, what's the worst that could? And I I don't know if I finished that sentence or not. We'll no, see what he does not. So Saf drops unconscious. Um, <sighs> Uh, Bray, with a with a twenty two, you just um, managed to um, to not succumb to the incredibly potent mixture. I will um, set my glaive up against the wall and uh, kind of shift your body up so you're in an upright position up against the wall as well, and uh, kind of like shake you and then start slapping at your face. Hey. Hey, Saf, you gotta wake up. Let's go. Hello. Um, he he is non-responsive. <laughs> he, he murmurs something about pies. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Go ahead, and uh, I will pick his uh, body up. Uh, is the magic hat still working? Um, it is. Yes. Okay. I'm going to. Is Sherlock Bones asleep? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have lungs. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's it, just like a little mouse it, falls out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls out unconscious. Just for fun, I think Sherlock Bones is still conscious and under your control because um, <laughs> Saf is out for a while. <laughs> 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 
Oh, right. can I dream as, as Sherlock Bones? That'd be cool. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> That's canon now. Excellent. Um, so as as um, he picks me up, I'm assuming he's gonna like fireman carry me, is it? Yeah. Just, like, slinging so, you over my my shoulders. Let's see if I can work around this idea I had. Like as you pick me up, Sherlock Bones like scurries down, like out under the hat, down Saf's face, and down your back. Looks back at you, kind of gives a weird. He's trying to wink. He doesn't have eyelids, but you know he's trying to wink. And he's going to run out the fireplace and jump onto the brass poker to push it closed. Okay, so if the poker is returned, the door will close. Um, from where you are inside, there is no way of opening it again. Oh, right. Is, so the hallway isn't an exit. That's just down to a, a dead end then. I have no way of knowing that, do I? I kind of we, we haven't looked down the terrible. hallway yet. <laughs> I just realised that could be a terrible I, idea. I was going to take you to the hallway, but... Uh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so the the corridor is is long, um, probably about... So it's about 40 foot long and ends in a set of double doors. Um, the hall has an arch ceiling 20 feet overhead and the entire room is thick with webbing and like I mean these aren't just normal spider webs I mean this is like some arachnophobia shit like it's absolutely <laughs> thick with them with such good descriptions and occasionally come up with stuff like arachnophobia shit <laughs> have you not seen that film no it's a big traumatised yeah. me no, as a kid movie. yeah yeah no fuck uh, that <laughs> oh, screw that movie sorry bleep um yeah, so I think Bray is just like under under his breath, just like really frustrated. Like, I know my father always wants me to be taking care of these adventurers, but I swear sometimes they just are better off to their you know their own demise because they keep touching everything, and I don't believe that. And he's just like kind of like going on, um, still carrying you on his shoulder um, with his um, with the lantern though that he's got. Uh, can he set some of the the webbing on fire to kind of clear a bigger path? Sure, let me just check, because these it says, check the DMG. Uh, this is uh, Adventure Environments, the Dungeon Master's oh, Guide. See, Dungeon Hazards. So let me just see if I can find Dungeon Hazards in the DMG. <laughs> this is where having D&D Beyond is just the best thing in the world. Yes, <laughs> it's so dang good. So it will set fire, but it doesn't like suddenly burst into flames and disappear. Like you kind of attach it to it, and like, I don't know if you've ever like set fires like plastic, like a plastic bag or something, and it kind of recedes and melts away. Mm. Okay. It doesn't like burst into flames, so your your torch does push the flames away. But I mean, this like singeing hair, almost for sure. Yeah. So okay. it it does remove it, and it does seem to have vulnerability to fire, but it's not just going to suddenly burst into flames and it's all going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, so I'll just start kind of walking through the path that was kind of already made, but widening it up a little bit swiping my hand from like side to side getting any like little extra frays or something that are kind of like clinging down um i mean just out of you know a bit of interest uh, apparently according to the dmg these webs are immune to psychic damage it's <laughs> <laughs> so weirdly yeah. specific that's like something i'd do if i was playing some sort of weird caster it's like i'm gonna try and mind break these <laughs> I cast vicious mockery on the, <laughs> on the webs. <laughs> I remind them of their childhood yeah. when they were really small. They just fall webs. apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. okay. I mean, in their defence, they also say it's immune to bludgeoning and piercing damage. So, like, it, it's not totally out there, but I guess they're just being thorough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A knife will cut through a web pretty good. Okay. So, do you want to continue to the um, the door at the end? Yeah, I definitely want to get uh, get to that area. 
this isn't going to go poorly at all. So um, you kind of uh, hesitantly make your way down the corridor, expecting at any time to be leapt upon by um, some sort of hideous giant spider abomination, but um, you make it to the end without any incident. Um, The door itself is is wrapped in webs, um, but putting your torch to it clears them away in, in a few seconds, and you push at the door and it is not locked. Okay. Yeah, I'll use uh, I'll use my foot to kind of like push the door uh, and uh, kind of peer in. Is it still pretty dark in the next area or? Uh... Um, it's it's pitch black and your torchlight barely pierces the darkness. You can hear the rain and thunder outside, and the air here is cold and damp. Veils and curtains of webbing fill the room, making it hard to gauge its width and depth. A single, narrow path leads to the dark centre of the room, where a rope dangles from high, high above. Um, The ceiling just disappears in darkness. You have no idea how high this room is. Okay. Uh, I would like to... um... Equipment list real quick. Ah, yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to um, take a piece of uh, of Saf's uh, shirt and I'm going to rip it off a little bit. I'm going to wrap it around the cross bolts. I'd like to set the piece of fire or the the piece of fire. I'd like to set the the uh, piece of cloth on fire and I want to shoot uh, with my light crossbow uh, towards the rope just to see uh, if it helps illuminate anything. Um, okay, so you light it and shoot it off into the darkness. The it, it disappears at least 50 feet overhead. And before it disappears, you see what seems to be an enormous bell. Um, you think this oh, may God. be a belfry. Um, and there may be other things up there in the darkness, but they're too far away and it's too dark and filled with webs to see. Um, Saf, I'm going to give you a chance. You may roll another constitution check. To see oh boy, with a plus zero, I roll... Actually, hold up. Constitution isn't a dumb stat. It yeah. probably is still plus zero, though. It is still plus zero, bollocks. Come on, big roll. Big roll, big roll, big roll. Uh, 11! No, that's not going to do it. <laughs> so many 11s just, today. It's like the fourth uh, or fifth uh, one. <laughs> a little spit bubble just kind of grows and grows and pops on the shoulder of uh, Bray as I snore on. It's alright, the web is immune to saliva as well. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll... Uh, uh, does there appear to be... Any, you, you saw that there is... Um, a rope that was dangling. I get that there's a big bell. Yeah. Uh, um, like it, this room is so choked with webs, you can't even see the walls to the left or right. You can, you can't, you certainly can't see the end of the room. Um, so I, I can't really give you any more description. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to set uh, stuff down. Can I, like, rifle through your belongings to see if you have anything useful for a, a situation like this? You can go for it. I also have an idea made for Sherlock Bones whenever uh, you're ready yeah, to. So that, while, that can while... wait till after. That can wait till after. Okay. Continue. If he wants to take through my belongings, I can give a list of everything I have. 
anything useful that jumps yeah, out? Any, anything useful, really? Uh, anything so that makes fire you... or. There is a few, so you, I would have had my lantern in my hand when I fell asleep, so that's still back up behind mm -hmm. us. Yeah, I didn't take that. I have an oil, two flasks of oil also, for my lantern, my little lantern. Well, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take uh, some of your lamp oil, and uh, I'll take one of them. And I'm going to uh, <laughs> rip a little bit more of your clothing, sorry. <laughs> uh, kind of like <laughs> shove it in, saturate it a little bit, and... Uh, with uh, with my torch or with the the candle or whatever I was holding, uh, I'm going to set it on fire and kind of. Make a Molotov. I'm going to make a Molotov cocktail. Yes. A Markov cocktail. Oh uh, yeah, the Markov. It's a family secret recipe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where would you like to throw it? Uh, probably like right in front of the um, in front of the rope. I'm ass I'm assuming the rope's like over here. Yeah, it will be, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. So, um, do you want to give me... Oh, God, I've been playing too much Call of Cthulhu. I was like, do you want to give me a throw roll? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They simplify um, so that in D&D 5e. A range attack, Dex, range attack. I don't think you need that for um, for this kind of game. So, the, um, the lamp oil lands and bursts into flame and uh, ignites the webs around it and lights up the room. And as this kind of fire begins to spread um, from, again, it's probably going to be about 20 foot away, um, the illumination begins to flicker and you glance up and you see five giant spiders slowly descending towards you from the darkness. And I think at this point, let's do some initiative. I'll start the cup! Can I, do, <laughs> can I do something with the, 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 the Sherlock Bones while this is happening? Yeah, let's do it. So, kind of realised that may not have been the best idea to lock it up. Sherlock Bones is going to open it again, walk into the room, realise what's happening, and I've been putting the floor with my torn up clothes, right? Yeah. Can I bite myself in the arse? Try and wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. What I'll do is I'll allow you to roll with advantage. Hey! One for each fang. Oh, bollocks. A six and a six. <laughs> <laughs> no. I haven't rolled ones. At least I can re-roll ones. I'm a fucking halfling. <laughs> Okay, so I'm really out, boys. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, everybody. It was really <laughs> right. nice getting to play with you. Uh, so the spiders get a initiative. Do 12. I roll initiative with disadvantage? Uh, so you'd roll initiative, but you your go would be constitution. Constitution, states. yeah. Um, so uh, it's twelve for the spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I got twenty three with unconscious and into them. Twenty three for the initiative. So uh, I guess we'll start the round with. Um, Saf, <laughs> trying to wake himself up. <laughs> oh, God. So, I'm going to go uh, again with a roll. I'm going to roll the six. Roll, roll the six. <laughs> if, uh, if, if um, I imagine that like, Sherlock Cabones is like, kind of going nuts trying to trying to wake you up, so you can still roll with advantage. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he's, Come on, he's get moving. Him. Yeah. Wake him up. Seven. <laughs> six and a seven That's again. That's poggers. That's just nuts. I feel that you need to take one point of bite damage as you as a <laughs> at <shirt>. least. <laughs> Sherlock Bones is just does, like really does, doesn't taking now. damage wake you up? No. Um, well, I, I mean, according to this, you're you're paralyzed for four hours. <laughs> oh. So uh, no, uh, Bray, it's your your go. Uh, above you, about thirty feet uh, descending towards you, are five immense spiders chittering away. <laughs> 
uh, well, I will go ahead and uh, uh, set up my uh, crossbow and uh, fire at the closest one immediately. And uh, I will use my uh, my bonus action to reload and do a second. So I'll do a fire two. Nice. Can I roll track Bones initiative as well? Because he's independent of me. I get, he gets sacked independent uh, of me. He would go as your under your initiative. Oh, this is my... Oh, they, they would find familiar. The familiar acts independently of you, but it always obeys your commands. I don't, but I mean, if you think I'm using five spiders on my initiative, it just simplifies things. And I think he's using his action to bite you and uh, give you that bonus. Okay, so he's basically doing a help works. action, isn't he? That works. Okay, so what do you get, um, Bray? Uh, first roll was a 13. Second roll was a 20. Uh, 13 is close, but doesn't hit. Uh, it kind of just bounces off against its chitinous hide. Um, a 20 is most definitely a hit. Okay, so that is a 1d8 plus 2. Okay, not Ooh. too bad. Max damage, I'll take it. Max damage, 10 points. Okay, <laughs> thuds into its hairy abdomen, and a, a white milky fluid begins to drip um, steadily from its uh, beneath it, and it makes a, a horrific scream. It arches its uh, abdomen and sprays forth um, white, sticky webs in your direction. Uh, oh my god, the people are the flies! So um, it gets a four plus uh, five. So a nine, I'm guessing, is not a hit. Oh. Um, so the the other spiders you notice as well are spraying webs and they're filling the room uh, with the webs they descend towards you. Uh, so a twenty one. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've been hit by at least one web. A oh a critical at a twenty five. Oh Jesus Christ. So two webs. A oh gosh a twenty four. <laughs> and one more. Wow. So I rolled a 16, a 20, a 19, and an 18. So you've got Oh, all of them. All of them. A hit. The target is restrained by the webbing. Uh, as an action, the restrained target can make a DC 12 strength check, busting the webbing on a success. The webbing can also be attacked and destroyed. Um, unfortunately, it's immune to psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, my strongest ability. <laughs> a restrained creature's speed becomes zero. That kind of makes sense. Um, becomes here and it cannot benefit any benefits of speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. The creature has a disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. So you're kind of just covered in webs now. Um, and Gross. I believe it, it is top of the round. Saf slash Sherlock Bones. Okay. Can I just roll a regular non advantage roll if I can use Sherlock Bones to free Gnome? Um, yes, you can. Let me just check um, what the thing would hit. So, yeah, so he needs to do... Um, so you know that um, as a rat, he can do a maximum... I believe it's like one point of damage. Yes. Um, that is not enough to bite through the webs. Like, these, right, are, let, these let, are thick. Let, maybe just retcon that and stick with the advantage then, I guess. Yeah? Okay. How's that? That's a good plan. I rolled a 14. I rolled a 14. Oh, no! What's the DC? Is it 15 or 30? 14 is, is, is not going to do it, I'm afraid. Oh, I rolled a 14 and I rolled a 2. So, yeah, you are, you're still snoring away blissfully. Um, the fire um, from the lamp oil is beginning to spread. Oh, well, at least we have one thing going for us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just all die together. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
the uh, spiders are descending, but it's not their go. So, Bray, it's your go. All right, well, uh, I will use uh, an attack to try to break out, to, to get out of this. Okay. And that's just a so what I'm going to do thing. is rather than making you roll five or four times, which I just think is, is unfair, I'm just going to raise the DC. So with each successful webbing, it's going to raise the DC by one. So rather than DC 12, it's a DC 16. Okay. I think that's probably the fairest way of doing it. Oh, Jesus. A man who's never going to roll a 16 ever again. I don't know if it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, he's incredibly strong <laughs> just like ox um okay so um you still have movement um and i guess your bonus action yeah uh what can i do uh actually i have a second um uh, i can make another attack right because i get two actions so um i believe or is that... it you have to hit and then hit again so you can use an action to make a strength roll. Mm-hmm. So to get two attacks, you have to take the full attack action. Okay. Um, so you've used your that's action fine. to break out. Correct. It's not like an attack. Alrighty. Um, so you, you've got a movement, but that's it. Um, how about as a movement, uh, can I pick up uh, Saf? Or as my bonus action, maybe pick up Saf and like run closer to the fire. Like get as close to the fire as possible. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought you're, you'd fit in with the How We Roll team very well, rather than running <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> okay, so you oh run boy. you run towards the fire. Are you actually going to go into the fire? Close enough. Yeah, it? I kind of want to see if the if the spiders don't. Um, I kind of so want to see. You probably. Like. It's a bit like putting your back to a wall. Yeah. Um, so they can't. So one is going to descend in front of you, um, but mm. we're going to be kind of only really sort of two can probably get. Um, near enough to actually like descend next to you and um, the other three are going to be hovering above um let's just see uh if the first one hits so he kind of it lands next to you and snaps at you with its um what are they called those like appendages at the front oh like the pincers or the man yeah right yeah, pincers, yeah, yeah both yeah. of those things yeah so gross um oh, oh. he crits come now um, <laughs> You're an asshole, So it, it kind of lands behind you and digs his uh, mandibles into you, going straight through your armor. <sighs> um, so the way we, the way we do crits here is it's max damage plus damage. Um, so you take eleven damage plus. Um, I'm rolling so well. Seven. God, that's that's almost max damage as well. So eleven, eighteen. Uh, so you take twenty-one points of piercing damage. Um, and then you feel the poison from the spider soaking into your body. Can you make me a constitution save? <laughs> you, you darn tootin' bet I can. <laughs> the question is whether or not uh, <laughs> it'll be good. <laughs> it's a plus five. Okay, that's not bad. Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. So you take another five points of poison, take half damage on a so four points of poison damage on a sex sex. Wake up, Saf. Let's go. Um. So, and as you kind of grab Saf to turn, the other spider that's landed next to you dives forward and tries to bite you, and it gets a seventeen to hit. <laughs> yeah, that hits. <laughs> <laughs> I get sixteen AC. <laughs> 
Um, so he does uh, d8 plus three. Oh, so I rolled a one. So he did four points of damage. And can you do me another um, constitution save? You're going to be so upset when you realize I'm a, I'm a caster with no healing. <laughs> I do have an elixir of health, actually. I should have said that when I was fucking talking. I've got some fucking... health potions. The, the question is so whether or not we'll make it Oh, that God. Far. It's the elixir of health, which is designed to remove all conditions. Poisons. Yeah. <laughs> so elixir so definitely talk about death. Uh, that's yeah, a 19. So that... Um, okay, so that's yeah. fine. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can put that into the next one with Sherlock okay. Bones. So you lose uh, another four points of damage on top of that. Um, the other spiders are going to try and recharge their webs. Uh, let's see if they manage. First one doesn't. Second one doesn't. Third one doesn't. So the other spiders are kind of hovering above and trying to stay out of the flames which are spreading. Um, and I believe we are top of the round with Saf. So at this point, I've been picked up, brought close to the fire. Put down so he could attack again. Uh, Bray, yes? Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, you're down. Sherlock Bones is going to run into my satchel, put out the elixir of health that Voron gave me last session, pop the cap of it and basically try and force as much of it into his mouth as I can. And Saf, who's always eating or drinking something, just naturally guzzles it down in his sleep. Okay, uh, elixir of health, po- uh, potion rare. When you drink this potion, it cures any disease affecting you and removes the blinded, deafened, paralyzed, and poison conditions. This clear le- red liquid is ti- has tiny bubbles of light in it. Um, <laughs> I so- want to do a Popeye impression. Kick, 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 me muscles. Oh, what happened? What's going on, Bray? Who? Okay, lots of spiders, right? So, is that that's a bonus action controlling um, my familiar? I'm assuming. I'll, I'll give normal. you that. Okay. <laughs> you give me that. That's how it works. <laughs> um. So, what I am going to do is whip out the one that basically just criticaled on Bray. Um, and I'm going to attack him with my rapier. Okay. D20 plus 7. I rolled a 20. 20 is definitely a hit. So, so 1d8 plus 4 is 10, and then 4d6 is 14, so 24 in total damage. Is that the one that had already been damaged, or a different one? The one that critical on... Um, Bray, so I don't know if he had damaged that one or the other dude. Uh, uh, so it is the one that we damaged. So basically, you just skewer it, and it's uh, f- its its little legs or its huge legs fold up underneath it into a kind of rictus as it drops to the ground, uh, lands in the fire, where it begins to crackle. Um, you still have a movement if you were to take it. Um, I think I'm okay standing. Uh, this side, beside Frey. Yeah, I'm going to stay standing beside Frey, because if they're going to come into melee range, I want to be able to keep my sync attack going. Okay, um, so... Uh, Bray, it's your round. Okay, uh, seeing that, uh, Saf is up, I'm going to be like, YES, LET'S GO! And, like, I'm going to kind of, like, slam my glaive into the ground, a little bit excited, and, um, I'm going to go ahead and, um, actually use Fighting Spirit. Um, so, that is my bonus action, and it grants me... Um, advantage on my weapon attacks until the uh, end of my current turn, and I get 5 temp HP. So nice. That's going to help 
for a moment. Um, yeah, and I'm going to take two advantage uh, attacks with my glaive. Let's do that. And can you use a bonus action to hit with the the other side of the glaive? Is that how it works? Like pull arm. Correct. Mastery. Yeah, with the pull arm mastery. But I'm using my bonus action to activate the uh, fighting spirit. Okay. So it'll just be the uh, the two attacks. All right. Okay. Give me those attacks as the spider kind of um, raises its mandibles again, ready to strike. Okay. So here's the first attack. Okay, so we'll take the 20 on it. And here's the second attack. Oh, yeah. yeah Braze amped up. They very much both hits. Nice. With a, yeah, a 20 and a 26. <laughs> Let's see. D10 plus 4. For a total of 18 uh, points of Ooh. damage. So you cleave through the spider, spraying this white milky blood in all directions. It is still alive, but it screeches at you um, as its organs begin to kind of, or like some these kind of like white balls begin to pour from its abdomen and drop to the ground. Um, yeah. The spiders go. So um, the spider that Bray that you've just hit is going to try and hit you. Um, it's going to give a snap at you for a twenty-two to hit. Oh yeah, that hits. Um, and does three plus uh, yeah so it does six points of damage and I need another con save as the poison begins to seep into your skin so that wipes out my temp HP and takes me down one and then con save you said indeed (coughs) he's not gonna do it I'm tired. So, full okay. damage from the poison, which is 2d8. So, that is seven, another seven points of poison damage. Mm. Oh boy. On a scale um, of 1 to 44, I'm at 3. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of killy. So, um, the, another spider descends this time towards Saf, and it makes a snap at you, Saf, and it gets a 19 to hit. Oh boy, it hits. Okay, <laughs> so it's man- actually whole. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it hits me. Sorry. Okay, so it's thing. mandible strike for five points of piercing damage. I need a con save. Can't say everything. Give me uh, that con save. Nineteen, baby. 19. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> poison damage is a mere two. Poison damage is two. So I'm gonna take either way. I'm saving two damage. Five damage total, basically. So the um, next spider is who's above you tries to recharge its web and it fails with a one, and the last spider tries to recharge its web and it fails with a four. So we are now top of the round. Saf, it's on you. The uh, flames are brightly illuminating this huge room, and you see that actually to the west, um, the wall is revealing that there are a number of windows looking out upon the stormy night. Um, I need you both to make me a quick set of perception rolls. Okay. Uh, this is with a plus two. Crit. 22. 12. 12. So, um, sorry. Saf, you notice in the uh, western corner of the northern wall, there is a door which was hidden in the webs, has now been revealed. Um, it is so flush against the wall that even if the webs weren't there, you think that most people wouldn't see it. Um, it is still, it is now your round. 
Okay, buddy. Um, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get out of here, alright? Um, like, real quick, real fast. I'm gonna create a distraction, and you're gonna follow my lead. Okay. I'm gonna cast Mirror Image, so there's three of me. Nice. And then use my cunning action to dash through the door. Uh, actually, hold up. How far is the door from me? So, five, ten. So, like, no, ten feet. Um... So I'm going to use my movement to walk to the door and use my cunning action as I pass the living spider to disengage and continue on. Nice, okay. So what happens is, with just for anyone who is unfamiliar with Mirror Image, basically, I'm like, I'm going to create a distraction, three staffs appear side by side. Uh, I'm going to make an exit, you're going to follow me in, with this distraction. So the three staffs make for the door, because they all basically follow what I do. Okay. If I get an attack... I must roll six or higher to change the attacker's target to a duplicate. Well, you're you're disengaging anyway, so um, you disengage no, the current next, one on the next on the next attack. I mean, um, so the, but there you will be going through the uh, threat zone of the spider that um, Bray's attacking, so it's going to make an attack of opportunity on you, um, and it gets a twenty-three to hit. So let's see if it hits one of your mirror images by cool. mistake. With with three images up, I have to roll a six or higher. So there's three, when I say three images, sorry, there's me and three others, there's yeah, four yeah, staffs. Yeah. So I rolled a nine, Jesus, thank God. It just about beat the DCs. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, so my duplicate AC is 10, is 14, so it hits that. Okay, so... Duplicate, uh, one duplicate is destroyed, viciously. So I can imagine it actually, like, pauses for a second and just shatters like a mirror. Um, so the other three staffs look real sad. You dive into the room, um, and I'll give a description in a minute. Um, Gnome, uh, sorry, Bray, do you want to stay here or do you want to disengage and leave Ooh, okay can, can i disengage without yeah. uh without... Um, you can use your action to, to move if you disengage you yeah. can use your movement to disengage and then you can can't you am i wrong it'd be you say use your action to disengage oh, yeah no i then... yeah yeah okay cool yeah let's do that let's uh let's disengage and okay, uh, so you bravely run away you fly into a room that when i first read through this this book i remember going through it and going who the fuck would ever find this? It's through like four secret doors behind a fireplace in a room that you're probably never going to go to. <laughs> this guy! <laughs> the guy who tries to pull open a fireplace. Yeah, just pull every fireplace off. You'll eventually find the door. Like, honestly, this is the most random room. Like, who would ever find this room? So anyway. Um... Follow your dreams, folks. <laughs> this this octagonal, octagonal vault is free of dust and cobwebs. The domed ceiling 40 foot above is painted black and sparkles with a display of stars in in unfamiliar constellations. Barely contained within this vault is a square tower 20 feet on a side and 30 feet feet high with arrow slits on all sides and a battlemented roof. What? So there's a tower in a tower? Is that what? A, this room is like a tower, yeah, and 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 <laughs> the tower is made of adamantine. Are you serious? Actual adamantine? Is that a thing in D and D? Yeah, well, it's adamantine. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah, because the IP is protected, <laughs> basically, probably. <laughs> um, if you give me an arcana check, um, Saf, you may have heard of this. There isn't any health potions lying around. Should like be the greatest so, treasure of all. Yeah, other, like with the door than... slamming shut real quick, so the spiders don't follow us. <laughs> So other than yeah, yeah for sure. So um, and I kind of checked. This sorry. room is completely empty, other than this like adamantine tower. <laughs> so am I going for an arcana check? Yeah. Okay. Uh, with a plus two, 
I rolled a nine. Yeah, so Boo. you're pretty sure that this tower is magical, but you have you've never heard of anything like this before. We're, uh, this looks like some sort of magic tower. I mean, I've never I, seen I, anything I like we take it. it for. There's no other exits or entrances to this room, no. So there's an adamantine door set into the base of the tower, um, as you kind of wander around it on the north side. But it seems to be absolutely solid. There is no locking mechanism. There is no obvious way of um, entry. Um, there are um, arrow slits um, throughout uh, on the two floors of the tower, but they are only four inches wide, um, although they are two feet tall. Oh, baby! Uh, look, buddy, I have a little idea. Um, give me a sec, and I'm gonna take Sherlock Bones out of my satchel, like get on my tiptoes, hold it up as high as he can for him to climb the wall to go through an arrow slit. Okay. Okay, I think I think that's doable. Um, so, um, the ground floor of this tower um is filled with uh this is this is Strad te- treasury, um like there are just coins everywhere. There are tens of thousands of copper pieces thousands of silver pieces, thousands of gold pieces, and you even see a, a few platinum pieces sparkling amongst the uh, the coinage. Um, you notice a number of gems. Um, you notice a incredibly ornate shield um, shining in the darkness, emblazoned with a stylized silver dragon. Um, and then there's a, a staircase, a narrow staircase leading up to the next floor. Oh boy! And can I see that the inside of the door on this floor, or is is there is there stairs down as well? This isn't the ground floor. No, this, this is the first... this is the there's, there's only two floors. Um, so if the door is there okay. on the inside. There seems to be no way in. Hmm. Yeah. Do you reckon his like his his password is like one two three or something? Or like I can't see. So Sherlock Bones can see like all this treasury. There's like a really cool shield that like will look real swell on your arm with that glaive. Um, but I can't see how we get in here. Um, and it's Spider Town through that door, so I don't know what do you think we do. Uh, your name isn't Marty. I gotta stop calling you Marty. Uh, <laughs> you can call him Marty Cuff. That works. Yeah, you know, Marty. Yeah, the <laughs> we gotta get out of here, Marty. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> like fifty of us, so you could be referring to my cousin, <laughs> my second cousin, my you know, my uncle. It's you know, common name. Um, I I'd, I'd like to take a second. <laughs> Um, just take a moment to breathe and and rest. Maybe the fire will take care of uh, the rest of the spiders. I, this is probably a really good point to take a short rest. Um, so if okay. you're if you're not sure how that works, basically for every level you have, you can roll one of your hit dice to and regain that as hit points. Obviously, yeah. um, Bray is a fighter, so you can roll in your level five. So you could roll up to five d ten. Um, I believe as a rogue, it's d eight. Eight. Yeah. 78, baby. You don't have to use all of them, though. Like, you can save them for another short rest in the future if you'd rather. Let me do math. Um, just while you're doing work. this, let me just read what um, Sherlock Bones finds on the upper floor. Um, okay. He sees uh, ten, a, a red velvet sack, um, um, a jug, which uh, seems to be very ornate and beautiful, um, there is an incredible there's an, a helm which is just covered in jewels um, and shines with an incredible light um, buried there's a, a rod which seems magical and there's a wooden coffer with um, an unlocked wooden co- coffer and when uh, when you look closer it seems to contain potions 
when you say a rod, it's like an actual rod as opposed to a staff. Uh, yeah, so it's a bit like uh, between a staff and a wand in size. Okay. So a coffer, red velvet bag, helm, jug, rod, potions. Do any of them look like... Ah, never mind. Is this is this a good point to end this episode and take a quick comfort break? I think so. Okay, well, uh, let's let's do that because I could do with a quick comfort break. And it, I, I didn't really expect it to go in this direction. So we've got a whole whole load of extra quite cool content. Um, so yeah. thank you very much, everyone, for playing, and thank you everyone at home for listening. Um, I've been Joe Trier, and um, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at HWR Podcast. You can contact me through email um, at HowWeRollPodcast at gmail and you can obviously find me on the How We Roll Podcast Fate facebook page or on the discord and the info for all of that is in the show notes um owen how can people get in touch with you and is there anything you want to share or talk about if you want to get in touch with me guys you can catch me on twitter at how we roll own and own is spelled e-o-g-h-a-n or you can catch me on the how we roll discord which is i think pins to my twitter if not it will be after this episode <laughs> um and you can occasionally catch me streaming random games on uh hwr podcast on twitch since we don't use it for the show anymore Brilliant. And, uh, well, we do sometimes. Occasionally. Occasionally. Um, so, uh, Noam, uh, how can people uh, find you? Anything you want to share about what you're up to? Uh, well, first, again, thank you so much. Uh, I can't believe that you woke up, Saf, finally. And... Eventually. I roleplay sleeping oh, real good. Oh, my good. gosh. Such a stretch. <laughs> Three HP. Three HP. I was so mad. It's not I was so mad. Well. So thank you for waking up and thank you for having me on the show. This has been super fun. Uh, my name is Nomadic. You can catch me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as Nomadic. Um, I do a whole bunch of TTRPG streams and podcasts. Uh, most notably, um, I actually work with uh, Aram, uh, who plays Grayson, I believe. Uh, and uh, yeah, on the uh, Rise of the Demigods. So that's yeah, pretty much where you can find me. Thanks, uh, thanks again for having me. Fantastic. And we will be back next time with the next exciting episode as you explore the depths of Castle Ravenloft. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week with Two-Headed Serpent and in two weeks with the second part of our Castle Ravenloft special. Um, if you cannot wait and you want to listen to those episodes right now and support the show, then please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. Uh, we give, again, we give early releases and we also give some other things like character sheets and all sorts of stuff to our supporters. Um, and it really, really helps us. So thank you to all of our Patreons. Um, if you can't spare the money to support the show then you can still help us, out, help us out by writing us a review or sharing us with a friend there's been a few really excellent reviews on iTunes that have really really cheered up our days so thank you um, before we go we do want to mention our partners at Battle Bards um, they are, they've created a lot of the music that you hear today um, and if you want to make your game at home sound a bit like how we roll do check out battlebards.com and see what's available and the last announcement, announcement I want to make before we do head off is that we are now available on Spotify so if that is an easier way for you to listen definitely search for Spotify search for how we roll sorry it's really early uh, search for how we roll on Spotify and, uh, and, and listen to us there um, thank you again for listening and we will see you next week <laughs>